The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. To the Real Money Show, my name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined with Jerry Karaya, both from Guildhall Wealth. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. And welcome for, to joining us on The Real Money Show today. We are going to be talking about Silver's Coiled Spring. Yes, that is a double entendre. We're talking about springtime and Silver's Coiled Spring. We're also going to talk about supply demand, what it looks like right now for inventory and supplies in the metals market. We're going to touch on the price suppression of silver, hence the Coiled Spring. We're also going to talk about using gold and silver as a trading vehicle. Is it something that you should be doing? And most importantly, I think one of the biggest topics we're going to cover today, Jerry, is going to be inflation. I have an article here from the Epoch Times with the title that says, Inflation Overtakes the CCP Virus as the Biggest Risk for, for Investors, According to Bank of America. What do you think about that title out the gate? Well, it's truth. Uh, inflation does um, exceed, um, it should outweigh other you know, headlines, other negative headlines, but we just typically don't understand inflation. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, we just started to see gas prices take off. Um, commodity prices are rising. There's supply chain issues everywhere. And so how is that not going to affect the silver market when you have, you need oil to, to dig for, for silver? You're going to have with environment, uh, with going green, you're going to have environment restrictions mm -hmm. with regulations. It's only going to make it harder. And um, so costs are going up all, all the way around, right? Transportation costs, things like this. So prices are rising everywhere. We, we already saw it in food prices. Yeah. Uh, all of the money that's being created, you can't just assume that it's got nowhere to go, that it's being created in a vacuum. Although it feels like that because no one is actually getting direct access to it. Uh, measly $1,500 here or a CERB pay, payment or whatnot, but it's not, it's not like helicopter money, right? No. It's definitely not helicopter money. And the CRB, we just learned that it's a taxable, it's taxable income. So it's not really right. ours to begin with. Yeah, that's what we're, we're starting to learn. Um, let's talk a little bit about inventory and supplies. Do you have people asking you, how are your inventories? Or do you have this or assuming that you don't? Yeah, that, that is a question that is coming up often. We do have that up on the e-store right now that there are that there could be delays of up to three to four weeks. That's if you have a high volume of uh, bullion purchasing coming up. So uh, just be uh, aware that there could be a few days delay, but we do have product. Thankfully, uh, we have 100-ounce bars, PAMP, RCM, 10-ounce bars, Asahi, RCM. Lots of silver maples in stock. Gold maples are coming back. So we, we do have the inventory. So uh, just to communicate to the listeners, we do have inventory, but it's always prudent to check in with us first. And as well, it, what we're moving back to with regard to inventory is what we've seen in, in the market over the last few years, which is, yes, there's inventory out there and small orders are quite easy to fill. But if a large order comes around, if a lot of people all decide to buy at once, it can zap the market really quick. Just like in February, it zapped the market all the way back to the refiner, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it just, it cleared out the retailers, cleared out the wholesalers, and then it takes you back to the, back to the refiner. And I think that also leads to the idea of why we're seeing 
premium still quite high in the market because as you've probably noticed silver still trading four or five dollars over spot we've seen the the premium come down a little bit on gold across the retail sector but it's not it's not falling from the from the wholesaler side right not at all uh this is just especially on the silver side as you mentioned this is just indicative of very little silver coming out of the ground going to wholesale and coming to us um, the costs are moving up and the premiums i do believe can tighten a bit on silver but i think high premiums um, i think with the spot price and the future prices will have to correct i think i think what we're looking at for for premiums right now is if you have someone, who, uh, let's say you're thinking about buying metal for the first time and you're wondering if if you should wait for the premiums to come down, right? Like maybe a $5 spread is just too much to bear to acquire to acquire some silver right now. So maybe you should wait until that premium comes down a little bit. And I think that's something that's on a lot of people's minds. The question becomes, okay, so what is it going to take in our market for those premiums to come down? Supply yields. Um, the silver production yields have to start miraculously rising. Um, and we're going to be touching upon that a little later about uh, the, the news that is coming out regarding uh, the world's top the top seven primary silver producers, year over year, silver is just tumbling. The yields are going down. How are we going to crank that up, When, especially if we have uh, the new Green Deal telling us we can't, you know, use these trucks these massive trucks to to haul millions of tons of ounces of uh, of ore it's not going to happen so on the one hand you've got a fixed amount of mine supply that's actually we're going to be talking about the fact that it's it's been dwindling we're we're losing mine supply so it's not like we're snapping our fingers and mine supply is going to double overnight so okay that's fixed and then you have the fact that most wholesalers are buying from from the mints and refiners many months into the into the future mm -hmm. right so those orders have already been been purchased yeah so there you're going to have to see sustained lower prices for a very long time before the wholesaler is acquiring that product at a, finally at a lower price potentially and i feel that that's a game of chicken personally sure. yeah because i think that if you look at okay we had the pandemic scare last march and silver silver did a moon shoot between march and august and then you saw what happened in february so you had it happen twice within one year massive gains in the market massive premiums and we've been sitting with these premiums all year so you could even look at it in that sense and just say okay well wait a minute we had a high premium starting in march of last year well, now it's March a year later, and those premiums are still with us. And the price of silver has moved up from 18 to essentially $26 an ounce, yeah. $27. And that premium is still there. So are, we gonna, are you going to wait another year? Should we be waiting another year before we acquire? And what could possibly happen within the next, the next three quarters? Mm -hmm. I, I always like to remind people that I'm speaking to that, we're still very early in this market in mm -hmm. terms of uh, the year. We're it's only it's only the end of middle March. That's right, and a lot has happened since uh, the beginning of the year so far. Uh, we have seen a new administration come into the U.S. Uh, fiscal policy, monetary policy, just running away. We had 1.9 trillion so uh, of of you know COVID relief, 
and another $4 trillion perhaps coming down the pipe for infrastructure out of thin air, out yeah. of something that is not intrinsic. So, you know, we, we're not seeing the traditional inflation hedges of our gold and silver uh, generating much uh, attention right now, so far in 2021, um, at least not in the futures markets and the spot prices, but bullion demand uh, from our investors, our listeners who are concerned about inflation risk has been quite robust to say the least. The demand for physical is has been in an extreme um, because inflation is that thing you're playing chicken with. Should you be waiting for premiums to start falling? What are you going to be waiting for? You're going to be waiting for inflation, which is coming down the pipe. Uh, so rather than waiting for your for premiums to to drop maybe by a dollar or two, what happens in inflation? We talked about that on the last show where inflation went up into the double digits. Stock markets crashed by 50%. Silver and gold took off. And this time around, as opposed to the 80s, can you get your silver? I don't know. So rather than waiting, rather than playing chicken, we're not here to roll the dice, play the roulette wheel. Get your insurance policy now and hang on and wait and, and ride out this, this ride. Well, speaking of insurance policies, first the number 18778silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Speaking of insurance policies, you know, if you are looking at trying to insure your wealth, you want the actual physical product. Right. Right? You don't you don't have you don't go to the insurance company and say, I'd let I need an insurance policy. They say, Great, we've got this one, this one, and this one. You say, No, 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 I'm just gonna buy the stock. Huh? Huh? <laughs> no, you they they say, What are you what are you talking about? We, here are our policies. No, I just want to buy stock in your company as an insurance company, and then I've got insurance. It doesn't work that way. You actually have to buy the policy. So those are two different things, the stock and the policy. So there are trading vehicles, and there there is actually having the specific insurance. And, and having insurance in the precious metals market means actually owning physical. Full coverage. And avoiding counterparty risk. Mm -hmm. So this is a uh, inflation is something we're going to talk about a little bit more throughout the show because it's not just it's not just what's happening from the Epoch Times and seeing Bank of America seeing it as the biggest risk overtaking the CCP virus. But it's also something that is starting to make headlines in mainstream media like uh, the National Post. I'm, I'm going to share an article with you from that, that uh, Pierre Polyev has been discussing uh, on his Twitter. Great. Uh, and then we'll also have coming up talking about the supply more from um, Steve right. St. Angelo. Mm -hmm. And you've got something here from the Money Metals Exchange. Yeah. Uh, some just a summary of what uh, was spoken this week from the Federal Reserve as we know they spoke uh, kept things the same but um, highlighted a few a few aspects including inflation uh, dovish talk and trying to jawbone the markets into your into your way of thinking is it gonna work does he have the magic wand we'll find out this is the real money show the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com we'll be right back welcome back to the real money show the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com let's talk about the fed and what we're gonna do is change the name of US dollars is that right Jerry yep. we're no longer calling it US dollars it's not a dollar no no what are we what are we gonna call it it's the US Federal Reserve note we're gonna call it by its real name yep it's and the we real want, money show. We want to encourage everyone to call U.S. dollars by their real name. That's right. U.S. Reserve note. 
Federal Reserve note. Federal Reserve note. <laughs> it's it's a mouthful. And that's what they're getting. That's what the markets are getting. The U.S. Federal Reserve note. Yep. So the the Fed prints their own money. They lend it to the to the Treasury. The Treasury owes them the money back with interest. This is this is the money system that everyone reality. is working with. That's this right. is reality. And and um, uh, pop quiz is the Federal Reserve federal. As federal as Federal Express. No, they're not federal at all. It's, <laughs> as uh, Federal Express. Good a, answer. Yeah. Yeah. They're private. private. Mm-hmm. They're private. And uh, the currently their debt, their book, is coming up to $8 trillion on what they're holding on their books. That's not including the U.S. debt. That's just including their own book, mm-hmm. which they've never paid down. They tried to pay it down a little bit in 2018, and the market freaked on them, right? The, the And it's their job to say that they're looking, they're thinking of tightening. It's the prudent thing to talk about. Yeah, I mean, you just can't keep printing without having some sort of a, uh, a way out. So they're going to mention every now and again, we want to tighten. We may re- normalize, um, twist our way out of things, but we know that they never do. They're going to kick the can around down the road, which is what they, you know, what they talked about this Wednesday. This, this Wednesday or Tuesday was J, J Day, J Powell Day. Yeah, which is why we're talking about it. And it's, you know, he, the way he talks to the way every chairman, chairwoman of the Federal Reserve has ever talked to these Congress uh, people, it's always so condescending in a way, and it makes you wonder: Are they? Are the Congress men and women dumb or complicit? Well, they have, they have the power to create the nation's money, so they really don't care who makes the rules, do they? Right, and they've all they've all been in power for for way too long anyway. So that's right. They just let it happen. The money's just getting printed everywhere <laughs> like crazy. I think uh, I think Canada's done the worst, right? They they've been the the biggest uh, perpetrator of money printing per capita. Yep. Right? It's been it's been absolutely brutal. And people notice that. Yeah, and it's not like we're an economic powerhouse, but we're a powerhouse in money printing. Um, so it's going to have a, a really big impact here in Canada. And, you know, when you think about money being created out of thin air, like the like in the U.S. with the COVID relief or or infrastructure, right? you also it's easy to throw out numbers like hundreds of billions and trillions. But no one ever thinks about the waste on all that and where the waste goes and the runoff. You know, uh, we used to in in the restaurant industry we had a thing called spillage, right? Where what spillage was, ah, I spilt a drink. Mm-hmm. I may have spilt it down my my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but that's what it was. It was it was uh, offtake, right? Yeah. And and how all that money gets wasted. And I, I think just I think people over the last year in saving money, those who who've been you know, lucky to keep jobs and yeah. keep working. They don't, they can't go to their favorite restaurant. They can't go to their favorite, get some favorite retail therapy. They've been saving. And now I think there's, they, they've been able to audit themselves and say, wow, I wasted a lot of money True. over the years doing this, that, and the other. I've spoken to someone the other day. He said, man, I haven't, I haven't paid for a coffee in six months. Wow. You know? Yeah, that's right. So I think people are going to be a little more frugal with their money, mm-hmm. but there is also a lot of money there to spend. Yeah. And we're seeing that right now. A lot of uh, still, a lot of investors are, you know, look at this. Look at the property market. It's a, definitely a seller's market. A lot of inventory coming, and uh, 
people are again they're, they're not really into parking their wealth uh, back into their property some people are uh, but many are looking towards precious metals well we talked about that last week um, looking at that article from better dwelling how low interest rates is giving the wrong signal to the market because if there is low risk environment you would have low interest rates if you have a high risk environment you should have high in high interest rates mm -hmm. but if you're not getting that signal then people are getting the wrong the wrong notice mm -hmm. right the, mm -hmm. the, or the wrong note the yeah. wrong the, the wrong signal the to themselves yeah, it's a barometer so for... people just assume oh things are it's it's not a high risk environment it's just a it's just a fomo environment sure. right and so we have to we have to take advantage of it and you know that that can be a successful strategy in and of itself right but you know last one in is the first to get hurt yeah we're looking for value and mm -hmm. I think when it comes to precious metals, we're, we're looking to see that obviously even gold, some people think gold is expensive, uh, you know, it's 17 plus an ounce of U.S. Federal Reserve notes. But um, at the end of the day, it's actually very inexpensive when you compare it to the debts. Oh, yes. And silver is crazy, crazy so undervalued. undervalued. That's right. But the big thing with silver, Jerry, and, and I'll ask you the question is, you know, the price suppression. It's the million dollar question when, you know, how do you, how do you get involved in a market where there's suppression of the price? It takes education, Jeremy, and this is one of the reasons why we have this show. We've been doing this proudly since 2008. It's been an honor to um, really just want to thank all the listeners for continuously tuning in and, and, and supporting the show. But one of the fundamental drivers is supply and demand. And you can continue to try to manipulate and keep a price down but without the physical underlying asset of these futures these options and futures and ETFs which say it's physically backed by physical but where is the physical and when you have the investor saying well you know I own this I want to take delivery of my physical now well does the entity have the physical silver to back it up the house of cards starts to fall the ripple effect will have an impact on the credit market then don't forget we have toxic quadrillions of toxic derivatives still on the bank's balance sheets. So this is a ripple effect. So as we saw in the 80s with the London gold pool, they tried to do the same thing. Manipulate prices, keep the price down. Don't look over here, as you mentioned, you know, interest rates is a barometer of risk to, to take or not to take in the market. Similar, gold and silver are the barometer as well. If physical gold, if the gold prices begin to rise, it may it may signal to the investor, hey, something's going wrong, and they can't have that. They need to kick the can down the road. But our, again, our investors see the writing on the wall. They're reading about it now. Epic Times, Bloomberg, Bank of America. Their common theme now is inflation. You can't print a one point nine trillion. You can't print four trillion, so inflation is coming down the road. And, and you know, SRS Rocco reports uh, this week that uh, the 2020 results are in about the uh, top seven primary silver producers. And he writes, um, if they look at the first year of 2005, it took 9.4 tons of raw ore to get 123. How much? Uh, 9.4 million tons of raw ore to get 123 million ounces of silver, a yield of 13 ounces per ton. And that, uh, and, and today, uh, we're seeing that cut in half. Hmm. So year over year, we're losing silver. It requires much more work, many more trucks, pumping out carbon dioxide, bad for the environment. Right. You can't have that. 
so when the supply dwindles and now the investors are taking a huge portion of the silver seeing okay this is my opportunity here. i'm going to grab my piece um, this price suppression manipulation will come to a halt I'm glad you brought it back. Good job, by the way. You you <laughs> you, you went out and then you, you pulled it back in. That was really impressive, actually. Um, well, I, I have another take on it as well because, you know, you mentioned the London Gold Pool and the whole purpose of having the, the COMEX and price suppression, as you said, which is a whole other topic on its own about creating mixed signals. Right. If you if you keep a low, if you try to keep a, a lid on the price and keep it low, then it sends a signal to the market that there's no problem with the with the U.S. Federal Reserve note. It's mm -hmm. a strong, powerful fiat currency. There's no need to get away from it. Equally, all the other fiat currencies around the world. Right. And so you send you send a signal to the market that says, no, 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 you keep you don't you don't want to hoard physical metal. Right. And it in some ways, if you're if you take the other side of that trade where you say, no, 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 I don't agree with you. I'm going to buy this. And by the way, you've you've suppressed the price. So you've given me you've given me a cheaper a cheaper deal. Right. Um, it can be demoralizing because the price isn't isn't skyrocketing. And you're you're playing the weight game on when is this going to skyrocket? I bought it cheap, but, you know, I'm waiting for it to rise. I always like to point out that both gold and silver over the last 20 years, with all their ups and downs, have averaged over 11% a year. So at the end of the day, silver has still still risen from, from you know, under $5 an ounce to $26, $27 an ounce. Gold has risen from $250 an ounce to $1,750 an ounce. And we haven't even gotten started yet. No. The inflation story, which is the biggest story for the market, is just getting, just getting started. And when you look at what's happening in the markets for price suppression, you see, okay, the more they suppress the price, the more they're harming themselves now. Yep. Right. If they if they let go of the the price suppression, the market skyrockets. They're going bankrupt. That's a problem. And the more they push the price down, the more the savvy buyers come out and want to buy the lower pricing. Mm -hmm. Which is why the question becomes: Are you going to wait for the price of silver to drop to fifteen dollars? Because when it does, you won't be able to buy it at that price. And if you could. The premiums are going to go sky high. They'll go to $10. Right. Right. Um, Ed Steer, we put out a video last week into our newsletter where he talked about that. And uh, he just said, this is this is game is, is almost up. Mm -hmm. It's almost up. We've seen it for years. The problem is, is when you're just looking at the price, you set it out the gate. You said it. It's about education. If you're just looking at the price every day, there's no education in that. Mm -hmm. there, there's nothing right? You're just scrolling through Instagram, right? It's the same thing. You're just scrolling through tweets, getting some news. It's not giving you anything. You have to actually get educated. And that's why we're looking at just in this case, one example, which is the SRS Rocco report. And Steve, Steve Sangelo does a great job in summarizing. And he concludes by saying with more than a quarter million truckloads of ore to produce the same amount of silver, no wonder the cost to produce silver is going up. And by contrast, more fiat is created by the keystroke by the Federal Reserve. Um, they call it printing, uh, and, the, and the catchphrase is, the printers go brr, he says. I mean, while much this year has been written about the real price discovery of silver and gold uh, amid, the, amid the futures actions by the bullion banks, at some, state, at some stage, reality has to hit, and true price discovery driven 
by supply and demand prevail. So he's he's concluding by saying supply and demand, you know, the lack of thereof those of the silver will be that catalyst. And he concludes the above data, in which we'll, we'll share the charts in our next newsletter, hopefully, the above data just winds that silver coiled spring all the tighter. We haven't even started. The inflation narrative is now creeping in. The machines are cranking up. The machines are going burr. The silver and gold haven't done anything yet. Amidst all of the other bubbles, we are going to be the last of the party. Yeah, and the premiums are high, which tells you everything you need to know in terms of if if the premiums are high, that says there's not a lot of product out there. Exactly. So you want, to, you want to take advantage of that. You can take advantage of getting into the physical market by contacting guildhallwealth.com or calling us direct at one eight seven seven eight silver and we'd be happy to assist you to get some physical precious metals in your portfolio today. And you can do that direct. You can store and insure that product with our independent IROC-approved vault facility outside the banking system or even hold it in your RSP direct directly own it in your RSP with allocated segregated accounts again the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com you're listening to the real money show and we'll be right back on global news radio 640 Toronto welcome back to the real money show the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com we've been talking about the Federal Reserve note we've been talking about inflation we've been talking about supply demand one thing we need to discuss Jerry before we move into uh, this article that you have is a question that we get often at Guildhall, not often, but sometimes someone will say, trying to understand the market, if I buy silver today, what will it cost? And let's say it costs $30, $31, just under $31 today um, in U.S. Federal Reserve notes. Well, what would it cost if I sold it? And there's the rub because it sells at spot price minus 2%. And that's mm -hmm. sort of the industry standard. How do you normally deal with that? Because that's a big swing, right? For someone for the first time understanding yeah. that you're buying it and there's all these costs to acquire this fabricated product. Mm -hmm. But yet if you sell it, I don't, I don't get any of that. Yeah. And it's an, it's an important question to ask, and it's it's one that we have to address and hopefully educate properly. It's about removing the old lens and putting on the new lens, which is, this is physical bullion. It's similar to what you're used to. You go into the bank and you want to buy euros. You're going to Europe, so the European rate is 1.2. Um, the bank will charge you 1.24, but then you say to the banker, hey, I want to sell these euros right back to you for Canadian. It's uh, it, The rate's 1.2 right now. What are you going to charge me? Well, 1.16. So you you see there is a spread for the ask and the spread on the bid similar to precious metals but now we're talking about physical there is shortages supply shortages um, so therefore there's going to be a higher uh, premium on the buy as we always talk about in the last few weeks um, so as long as you understand your why um, and the reason why you're buying is is for wealth protection. This is your insurance policy. Um, this is not sort of your your day trade, your tradable asset where you want to do a quick flip. I understand. You know, we we uh, we want to do the same as well, but not for this. And our our hope is to, yes, prepare on the medium and longer term for some great gains. With the day, you know, when that time comes, you're gonna look back and you would have, you know, you're gonna laugh and, and about quabbling of where you should be buying. Should I be buying now? No, because the gains to be had are gonna trump anything that uh, that we're t discussing today. These small premiums. Yeah, it's I I, lo I like that idea of one thinking about it as a currency exchange, um, in that you're converting into into hard money, 
I think the other thing is is to keep in mind that it's not a trading vehicle, right? In the last segment, we talked about insurance policies. You're not investing in a stock. You're actually buying a policy. So there's a difference between investing in something, taking on counterparty risk, and there's a low cost to invest mm -hmm. in you know when it comes to stocks or paper. Yeah. But when you're buying a policy, you're actually buying the policy, and so there's a difference, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I if I invest in a car company, it's different than buying the car, right? right. Any Tesla investor will tell you that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you you definitely have to to view it for, through a different lens. I also think that when it comes to um, the hard asset, what something else to keep in mind is, you know, in in a crash, people will ask the question, "Where did the money go?" Right? Where did it go? It just disappeared. It just seemed to just disappear, and that's because. There is no money there. Mm -hmm. There's only money there when you sell it to someone who's willing to buy it. Right. And that's when the money exists back to you. But when you're holding a stock, you're not holding anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you're holding the promise of, of being able to sell it. Yeah. Whereas with metals, they have an inherent value. So they've never gone to zero. That's right. That's the key, right? It's not an, it's not an investment. It's an asset. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what you're doing. You're not buying a trading vehicle, you're buying an asset and there are costs for that. And the benefit of that is that it doesn't go to zero. That's that you right. could bury an ounce of gold for thousands of years, pull it out of the ground, polish it off, and it's as good as it ever was. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, if it was a belt buckle, you could still wear the belt buckle. If it was a coin, you can melt it down and turn it into a, a, a today's coin. Yep. Um, that's an inherent value. That's a very interesting thing to know. And it's also very satisfying to know when you have that in your possession because mm -hmm. there's a comfort there, that's a right. security there. Mm -hmm. That's right. Even more so, I mean, I, I talk about the, the value of the precious metal. Yes, you're putting your trust in the metal itself for the long term. Uh, very easy to pass on to your next of kin, your 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 inherit, you know, your your um, dependents. Um, so you have to ensure that we're, you know, that you're dealing with a dealer like Guildhall, a trusted dealer who knows what we're doing, and we're dealing in LBMA product. I think the LBMA is something that you know, they set certain standards that are very important, especially knowing that uh, it's a chain of integrity that is intact, that the gold and silver were ethically mined. And uh, you know, this isn't. These are you're not going to be dealing with refiners uh, that are fly by night. You know, these are going to be back either backed by the government or well capitalized. So as long as you're getting the the proper gold and silver um, that has been, you know, hopefully not you know going around the block and uncirculated, we're giving you brand new product at Yield Hall. Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, we've said it before. We'll say it again. High premiums in this market tells you the supply is tight. Even if there's some physical product coming back into the retail sphere, it's not a lot. No. It can easily be zapped again. There's a lot of excess money out there. Uh, people are seeing the inflation story. They might decide, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect my money a little bit more. I've saved it over the last year. I want to protect it now as opposed to maybe going out and spending like they used to because I think that's going to be a big story going forward. This, okay, there's a, the economy opened up again. I don't know, unless there's a third wave. But, you know, the, the economy opens again. People want to spend money. But they don't want to just let go of all the money that they have saved, right? And they want to protect it. That's right. Now, inflation is going to be a huge story. It came out in the National Post even uh, where the title of the article was Inflation is Coming, Signs that Everything is About to Get Much More Expensive. Um, this writer 
was talking about if you you know one of the things he says is if you haven't noticed the price for everything has already virtually skyrocketed lumber prices are out of control groceries are out of control gasoline is on the rise you know i remember jerry literally just a few months ago we were we were saying well you know the, the food prices are up and we were actually kind of stretching to see what else <laughs> had gone up besides yeah. food prices and 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 groceries but there you have it now you've got the, the the price of gas going up which is going to put even more pressure on supply chains that's something to watch in general mm -hmm. you know to, to now ship something from china is going to be that much more expensive and they're not shipping a whole lot so that's even more expensive because it's not a volume-based business anymore so right. all of these things are adding up to higher and higher costs and even if the government says oh we're, we're, we're trying to get inflation the the everyday person is like are you kidding me we're already there buddy mm. right it's just another sort of check mark on why are we listening to the government about these things yeah their core their, their quote unquote core inflation indicator excludes fuel and food the, the two very things that are necessary for life uh, so yeah again a lot of smoke and mirrors with regards to inflation readings the government has uh, has been utterly blowing out their spending and we're gonna tell you how to deal with it in the next segment of the real money show the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com stick with us it's the real money show on global news radio 640 Toronto Welcome back to The Real Money Show. We are going to try to do something here that has never been done before. We're going to try to make the, the subject of inflation exciting. Um, it's not exciting at all. <laughs> it's, it's brutal. It's terrible. It's like, who cares? At the end of the day, who cares? If you own gold or silver, who cares? But you have to understand the game. Right. If you don't understand that inflation is robbing you of your money every day, mm -hmm. and if you don't understand what real-world inflation actually is, whether it's 5% or 6%, you have to understand that it is robbing you of your wealth and that you have a threshold of what you have to do to keep up. Now, if you're in sales, you can say, okay, I, you know, if I'm in se selling cars, it's like, okay, I just need to sell an extra car, right? If you, if you earned, if you earned $100,000 10 years ago, you know, if you haven't received a massive pay raise that you probably need when you look at it in reality and you say I probably need a hundred and fifty thousand or more just to keep up mm -hmm. with what I was making when I was a hundred thousand I don't know maybe maybe your family's grown okay maybe there's new expenses maybe there's some new gadgets mm -hmm. right but at the end of the day it's lifestyle it's am I keeping up with my lifestyle am I am, am I having to convert to all of a sudden you know having Campbell's soup Mm -hmm. Or do I get to still go out for dinner, mm -hmm. right? And that's real-world inflation. And you can't kid yourself about that. Not at all, especially you have to keep up not only with inflation, but taxes. Uh, we heard new taxes or tax hikes are coming, uh, the biggest since 2013 in the U.S. So taxes is another thing that we have to beat. So uh, I want to get back to this article from the National Post because I think it's a good jump-off point diving board for this. You know, one of the things he talks about um, is that uh, as the value of the dollar goes down, um, you need more money to buy the same amount of goods. And he gives the example of a Big Mac. In 1978, it cost 88 cents. And in 2021, it cost $5.69. Gee. That tells you, right? 
Uh, same thing with shrinkflation, which we've covered mm-hmm. ad nauseum on this on the show. Um, you know, you're, you're, there's less chips, um, and I, I like also. You know what I, I also like? I like the move towards, um, you know, making things gourmet. That, that's a way to spend more money, right? That's right. If we just make it, oh, let's add let's add um, sea salt. Yes. Well, Himalayan. If it's Himalayan, you have to. I got to spend more money for yes. that. Yes, yeah, justified. You, of course, it's a luxury it, it, item. I was actually looking at the Big Mac, Big Mac the other day. It doesn't look that big anymore. <laughs> well, it you're looks bigger. Higher. You're bigger. <laughs> Your appetite is bigger. Is something we've just kind of been touching on a little bit throughout the show. This idea that people have been saving some money during during uh, the lockdowns and whatnot. And uh, part of the article, he goes over this idea that with a widespread of business closures, that a lot of money is going to have to go somewhere. Right. Um, and uh, he says Canada is essentially poised to undergo a macro version of what happens in remote boom towns in Dawson City during the Klondike gold rush, which, by the way, is about as close as this as this uh, writer gets to talking about gold mm-hmm. um, doesn't mention that you should own gold as a way to hedge against inflation, which which I, I think is absolutely nuts. Um you getting back to the Klondike gold rush, you had a disproportionate number of new millionaires stuck in the middle of nowhere with limited means to spend their new fortune fortunes. The result is an utterly ridiculous bidding up of relatively pedestrian commodities such as fresh eggs selling for the modern equivalent of a hundred apiece. That's very interesting. This idea that as as the economy opens, there's a whole bunch of stores and businesses that are no longer there. And so now the money has to go somewhere else if it is going to be spent. Right. And as a result, that's going to drive up whatever prices are being offered at those places. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to drive the economy for the next little while, which could tell you why the why the Fed, for all of their charts and graphs and you know graduating from Yale or whatever, can somehow predict that, oh, there'll probably be a spike in economic activity. Mm-hmm. Duh. But exactly. how long will that last? Because you still have a whole bunch of people that have lost their businesses that have to recoup. And I think after that first boost, you're mm-hmm. going to be left with, well, now what? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I've I've gotten my retail therapy. I did it once. Can only go out to so many restaurants and go out for dinners. Mm-hmm. I'm used to eating at home now, so maybe I won't go out as much. And mm-hmm. by the way, there's half as many restaurants. Yeah. So there's there's a need to put the money somewhere. And so... So other things are going to be going up in price. That's right. Confidence is not one of the, I mean, confidence definitely is not following that rate higher, but it's a, it's very important, like you mentioned, to paint this uh, reality of the, the eco- economics right now, considering um, what the economy will look like as things reopen. The Fed is definitely trying to tell us that, that we should expect uh, faster growth as things reopen, but they're also mentioning inflation at the same time. Um, and that kind of brings us to the Fed. Uh, the Fed spoke this week, um, and in summary, they're going to keep rates uh, stand pat or the status quo until 2024. Uh, they see a, a somehow a spike of GDP to 6.5, um, which is the hole that they're trying to get out at the same time. Uh, the continuing to print QE for another, you know, unlimited amount of QE going forward, 120 billion per month was summarized, and they also see inflation rising above their key level of 2%. Again, so they're indicating that we don't know exactly how high it will go, but expected to be higher than 2%. But there were also others like myself um, who wanted to hear what would happen when this uh, supplementary liquidity ratio, the SLR, actually comes to an end uh, this month. So when COVID hit, 
the Fed granted relaxations to the big banks to allow for, you guessed it, more loans and debt. Uh, that expires the end of the month. Uh, we know that uh, if, you know, if they implement that, things can get really, really bad. So they'll likely kick the can down the road and extend, cause yields to spike, um, the 10-year Treasury yield to spike. But again, that's an indication of inflation. But even worse, the bubble will get even more bigger uh, than ever before. So we are looking at precious metals. We've been trading at a level around the, especially silver, around the 50-day moving average, 26. But it's been, throughout this consolidation period with 10-year treasury yield spiking, it's actually been holding up pretty strongly versus gold. Yeah. Uh, so we are anticip I'm anticipating a major run-up in, in silver as a, because it's showing this relative strength versus gold. Um, but, you know, what we're going to see going forward is this uh, U.S. dollar erosion, the U.S. Federal erosion. We've never seen the Federal Reserve note ab abused like never before. It's never been abused this way ever since the post-World War II era. And I want to point out what uh, the Congressional Budget Office recently warned. So in the U.S., the uh, CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, recently warned that the government's mountain of debt, largely financed at ultra-low interest rates, could become completely unmanageable when rates normalize. That's right. They can't raise rates. Uh, every every quarter basis point, you owe trillions more to service that interest. But at some point, you can't stop it either. You can't. You can't hold back the rates, suppress rates forever. You can't suppress the price of gold and silver forever when there's such a demand. At some point, the dam breaks. Mm -hmm. There's going to be the flood, and it's going to be biblical. That's right. And so you want to make sure that you're protected. And hear this. The CBO estimates that over the next 30 years after normalization, Uncle Sam will have to come up with $61 trillion in interest. And that's assuming rates only move up modestly. And they bluntly warned us uh, that, and lawmakers that the current pace of debt expansion will increase the risk of financial crisis. That is a situation which investors lose confidence in the U.S. Federal Reserve note. You want to get out of that. You do not want to be anywhere near that. You want to have the protection against those problems. You also have the supply demand on this market. The fundamentals are fantastic. Low supply, high demand. The market's going to rip higher. Many, many technicians out there are seeing that the price of silver could go triple digits. It is a coiled spring. Give us a call. one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Thanks for listening to The Real Money Show this week. Can't wait to speak to you next week. And you've been listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.